praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Come on, give God praise while you're standing. He is worthy of praise. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. You can have your seats. You can have your seats. Amen. For, for some of us, that's our workout for the day, getting up and down, getting up and down. That's your workout for the day. You don't put in your, your you've exerted your energy, that type of deal, so you can feel a little bit better about the day. Amen. We praise God and we lift him up and we magnify his name for his goodness unto us. We serve a great God and he is worthy to be praised. And we bless him on today. We thank God for this resurrection day for all of you tuning in via Facebook. Amen. Thank you for joining us on today. And we thank God for Resurrection Day for what it represents, and I was just thinking about it just a minute ago, what, rep uh, what Resurrection Day really is about, to liken it unto something that we can kind of relate to a little bit. Uh, I grew up on the west side, in the projects on the west side. <laughs> Amen. And the thing was, I was born in Memphis, so when we moved to Chicago, I think I was maybe four or five but I grew up on the west side and the culture of the south and the culture of the north is two different cultures. Yeah. Amen, if you've ever been south, if you ever spent time there and you come back here, you will, you will see the difference. But we grew up on, I grew up in, in the Rockwell Gardens projects on the west side. And one of the things that, that, I, that, that I got introduced to real quick uh, there in the projects as we lived is that there were those who we would look and consider bullies And they see somebody new coming to the neighborhood. They see something somebody new They're gonna get in their bluff real good so they can get it up or get or get one on you And you be serving them and bowing to them and most of us can relate to bullies I said most of us because some of us can't relate to being bullied. We was the bullies Yes <laughs> Yeah, some of y'all terrorized your neighborhood. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Everybody had everybody scared of you. But the thing about this, the, the, having a bully, it was, it was nice to have somebody come into the neighborhood who was not afraid of the bully and took the bully down. Who let everybody see that he was just a bully. And that we had, you had power over the bully. And people would gravitate to the one who, was, who came through with the power over the bully. You wanted to hang around and you wanted to be with that person because you knew in any type of situation, if they were there, you were protected if you were them, were, were with them. So we had these bullies that went around and, and, and there was a young guy on, on the block, lived in the building with us that was bullying everybody. He started bullying me around and this and that. And I, re I, uh, I remember one time my mother saw it going on and she got, she got mad at me. She didn't get mad at him, she got mad at me. And she said, if you come in here one more time, if you step in this door one more time, after he done done what he done and you come back looking like, and getting, you done gave him your stuff, he said, you're gonna have to deal with me. Okay. So the thing about the bully is that once they've been, they've been defeated by somebody and there was a number of ones around who they had been bullied over, is that they made sure they got a hold to you when you were away from that person. Caught you by yourself. Let me see how bad you are now. You ain't got so-and-so with you. 
And they would begin to take advantage of you in that way until you learned that you could take down the bully. A lot of times you had to take down the bully, you had to fight him. And I remember going through my battle with the bully and I found out that I could whoop him. So I didn't run from him no more. When I saw him coming, I come right in his face. Because we didn't have our battles, but I had some friends who were still terrorized by the bully. And we would tell them, a number of us who had, who had taken on the bully and won, we would start telling man, don't be scared of him. He ain't got nothing. You got him. You can do this. And they would be brave as long as they were with us, but when they were by themselves and he, got, he caught them, they would cower down again until they had to fight the bully. But it, us being around to encourage them gave them the ability to fight the bully. And they, when they beat him, they would come at, man, I, I, I whooped him. <laughs> I said, We've been, I've been telling you that all along. Don't let him take advantage of you. Because once you know he didn't find out he can't take advantage of you, he's going to move on to somebody else. He ain't going to bother you no more. Well, us in this world, we were, we were dealing with a bully, and it was the devil. And the devil's greatest threat of us was death. Death was the bully. Everybody was afraid of death. But Jesus came. He said, I ain't scared of the bully. I will take him on myself. And he went through his battle with the enemy, and the enemy thought he won. But after three days, Jesus got up again and said, all power is in my hand. In other words, he defeated the bully, and he began to tell us around, you can beat him too. And as we rejoice in the resurrection that Jesus had power over the enemy, I also rejoice in the fact that he empowered me to fight the, and beat the bully too. So when we start thinking about resurrection day and what Jesus did, realize he didn't just do it for himself, but he did it so you can realize you can do it too. So we rejoice in the fact that he did it. He has empowered us to do the same Thing. So I can walk up and down in front of the bully and I ain't afraid no more. Because he's been conquered. And the same one who conquered him gave me the power to conquer him also. So I don't have to be afraid. So we rejoice in Easter and the resurrection day, but we rejoice also that I got a resurrection day coming too. Amen. I've got a time of transitioning coming too, and I'm going to be with the one who has all power in his hands. So yes, I'm grateful for him conquering death, but I'm looking forward to my transition when I have conquered death, when it has no more power over me, when I'm not fearing death anymore. But I'm looking forward to him, to what he has for me. Uh, as I go on to know the Lord. And the same for you. If you accept Jesus as your Savior, then he becomes the one who conquered death and said, if I could do it, you could do it too. Come on, let's go here. Let's go do this thing. So we bless God and we praise God today for Jesus and for his sacrifice that we, we rejoice in what he has done, but we also rejoice in the fact that he enables us to do the same thing. And I don't have to be afraid of the bully, all power has been granted unto us through the one who conquered death and hell. Amen, amen. For those of you who have your Bibles up, whether it's a leaf book like this,
or the electronic thing you got. Matthew chapter 16 is where we're going, Matthew 16. And we're going to look at verse 25 and 26. And it says, For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what profit, for what is a man profited if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Mm. We just like taking the thought just for a couple minutes. If I die, then I can live. If I die, then I can live. If I die, then I can live. Amen, amen. We, uh, last week we were talking about uh, uh, Jesus having need of you, and we kind of went through and kind of expressed that uh, for all of our lives that there is a purpose for which God has created us, and he seeks us to free us so we can fulfill the purpose that God has for our lives. And as we fulfill those, that purpose that God has for our life, and the greater thing that God wants to do in us comes to pass because we yield to him because he has need of us. There's not a person alive that God just created you just to be doing something. I know you may have been a mistake, as you said. You know, they weren't planning it that night for that to happen. But it happened. <laughs> and there you be. There you be. There you be. Some of y'all thought y'all couldn't happen. It couldn't happen to you, so you was doing the do until the do got you. <laughs> However it happened, you hear. <laughs> but although they may have been surprised, God was not surprised. Although they may have not been expecting you to come, God was expecting you to come. And with that expectation of your arrival here in this planet to live this life, he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Nobody comes to the planet without a plan from God. He has a job, a task, a toil, a, 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 a labor, something for you to engage in that will give your life meaning and purpose but we don't really find that until we connect with him till we give ourselves to him when we allow him to be the lord of our lives then he connects us with our purpose and we begin to do those things that are not just a, a job that we do but it's our work so we talked about last week getting engaged with our work what i was created for we kind of talked about also that when you when you connected with your work it ain't even like you're working there are some people who have come to learn this thing that when I do what I've been created to, when I'm, when I'm connected with what I've been, it ain't work for me anymore. It's no longer a job, but it's my assignment. And although you may be tired at the end of the day engaging in your work, you wake up the next morning looking to go back to work again because you have connected with that that not only takes from you as far as your energy, but it gives to you as far as it being life. You may be as tired as anything, but when they start talking about what you do and an opportunity for that to happen, you get energy from somewhere because it's what brings you or gives you life and purpose. And we all seek to find what this thing is 
that gives me life. And as I'm looking for the thing that gives me life, I get, in, I get involved or I get uh, 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 really kind of in, 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 enticed by or, or pulled into the thing that I think will cause me to live. When I talk, talk about having life or what gives me life, I, I connect it in my mind with the things that will help me or in my mind says that I'm living. And for most of us, we think we're living when we got it going on, right? When I got everything that I need and some. When I can do whatever I want to do and some more. When I can have whatever I want to have and I got something to get me some more. I think that I'm living. Let me pull up with what I want to drive. You know, it's, it's amazing how you drive down the street with something that you just got. As opposed to something that you wanted. All of a sudden, when you got what you want, your foot comes off the gas pedal and you slow down because you want everybody to see. When you move into your house, that the house that you've been looking for, you want everybody to come over and see what you got because what really what you're looking at and seeing is that I'm living. When I can go where I want to go, I just came off a cruise, but they got this other one going. Oh, I've been one. And three days later, I'm back on another cruise because I, I got it like that. I'm living, I'm living, I'm living, I'm living, I'm living. So we say. So we've equated living with the, the, with the accumulating of things or the ability to do what you want to do whenever you want to do this and that. But one of the things that you, we kind of learn as we're going along that a lot of these things, although they're good and we enjoy it while we're doing it, it just didn't really, it still didn't hit the nail on the head. I'm still reaching for something else. I'm still looking for something else because that's really not the thing that brings me full satisfaction. You got people coming into your house or in your car and they're like, wow, man, you got this and you got, yeah. Because the thrill is gone. <laughs> Amen. The, 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 the newness has worn off and it doesn't, it doesn't give you fulfillment anymore. But there's some people who've been working on their jobs and they've been on there for 20 years and they still wake up the next morning like, can I go again? Because not only do they have a job, but they've connected with their work. And after 20 years, they're still engaged. Still, because not only are they doing something, but they have tapped into what gives them life. So they work it and they work it and they're glad to work it and be a part of that. And we have to get to the space and place where we connect with what really gives us life. We didn't try a bunch of things and, and some things satisfied here and there, but everything didn't really do what we needed to do the way we wanted it to do. But God wants to, us to live in such a way that we connect with and we start living in this life that we have. Living in this life, living in this life, living in it. And as I said earlier, the way that I really get there is I connect with the one who gave me life in the first place. No, no, it wasn't your daddy. Uh-uh, no, 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 that, because, you know, you got to hope. No, no, it was him that gave you life. It was him that caused you to be here. It was him. So in order for me to really get to the space and place that, 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 that I'm really living in this life is that I got to connect with him so that I could be for him what he wants me to be. 
So we read this verse, and Jesus, but Jesus begins, in, in the verse that we read, said, but whosoever will save his life will really kind of connect or try to hold on to what gives him life, that's the one who's going to lose it. But it's the one who dares to lose his life that's going to find what really life is all about. There's a scripture that says, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abides alone or lonely or without production or without what it can be. Say, but if it die, then it's going to bring forth much truth. Then it's going to manifest. Then it's going to really experience what explosion is about and, and on the fullness of what really life is. But so, so, so Jesus connects living with dying. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, no. We connect dying with the end of living. But Jesus connects living with dying. And not necessarily the physical death that he's talking about. It's this death to what, 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 what keeps us separated from him. I have to be willing to release some things to get some more stuff. Anybody realize and know that? When my hands are full and I see more that I want within my hands are full, I got to be willing to put that down to get some more. So, in, so in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in that putting down is almost a releasing or allowing that to die as it were. So now I can get more of really what life is all about. So Jesus connects living with dying. And if I'm going to experience life uh, in him, then I have to experience this type of death. And as we uh, 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 celebrate resurrection, we're, we're really kind of celebrating this life that comes after our dying. Jesus lived this life on the earth, walked as men and all of that, and began to do the things that were required of him or what he saw the master or the father do. But he came to a space and place where he was kind of transitioning from really going about what he was assigned to do to really fulfilling what his purpose was to be. And as I began to do that, sometimes what Jesus had, had, to, had an issue with, as we all do, is when Jesus saw his death, and he saw by what means he would die. But although he knew that this was his purpose, although he knew this is what he was created for, it was a challenge to him because sometimes in this flesh we get caught up with living as being life. So Jesus tussled in the garden. Jesus wrestled with this thing of dying right there in the midst of all of this and he began to talk to God the father said Lord I know you can do this another way it ain't got to be like this does it I don't have to go to the cross do I I don't have to suffer that do it you got another plan I know you do go in your back pocket and pull it out but he said nevertheless not my will let me die to my way so that I can experience life your way. And Jesus didn't get it right off the bat like that. He said he prayed three times. Because he was struggling. And we all get to this space and place of struggling when I get to this challenge in life where there is a doorway that leads to life in God, but then there's another way that I want. And I don't want to quit my way to go through the doorway that brings me to life. So I fight death. 
trying to live. I fight dying, trying to live. And Jesus said the only way you're going to really live is that you die first. Life don't come without death. So there's going to be challenges in our lives. There's going to be spaces and places in our lives where we're going to be confronted with things that are going to pull us in a way that we think is life. But God is pulling us in a way that life is, is this way. And God said, you got to choose which way you're going to go. But if you choose the life that I have for you, you're going to have to die. You got to. You, you, it don't happen no other way. Jesus said, whoever's going to save his life, in other words, protect what you got, you're going to wind up losing anyway. But if you will lose this to reach for what I have, then you will experience really what life is. And there are a number of us who have said, Lord, well, I've been following the Lord and I'm, I'm still looking to live. You know, I'm looking for my, you know, we done claimed out, we done been down the blocks. We done been to the car lots. We done laid hands on. Let me walk around wherever I put my feet. It's mine. Because in our minds, this is our life. Gaining and getting and all of that. But Jesus brings us to a space and place where it said, you know, all of that is temporary stuff. You ain't really experienced life yet until you fully yield to me. Until you're fully surrendered to me. Because I got a plan for you that's really bigger than what you are looking at, but it'll give you everything that you want. Jesus was with his disciples one time and he encountered this rich young ruler. We know the story about it. And the rich young ruler said, how do I get eternal life? And Jesus said to him, you know the scripture. And he began to number off a number of the, uh, the commandments. And the young man said, I've done all of this since I was a kid. I've been doing the right stuff. I've been yielding. I've been surrendering. I'm submitting. He said, what do I lack yet? What, 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 is whole, what is the hold back? And Jesus said, if you would have life, I need you to die to some stuff. Say, go sell what you have and give to the poor. Then you can come follow me. So the young man went away sad because he had a whole lot of stuff. He wasn't willing to die to the stuff. He wasn't willing to give up the stuff, although he wanted life. He wasn't willing to let it go. And Jesus was saying, if you're really going to experience life and what life is really all about, you've got to be willing to die to the things to which I'm telling you to die to. So he went away sad and the disciples looked at Jesus because Jesus started saying, it's hard for those who got a whole lot of stuff to enter into the kingdom. And the disciples kind of looked up and kind of exposed themselves and said, wait a minute. We thought the kingdom was stuff. We thought that when you got it like that, you got it like that. We thought that's what this was all about. So because we thought that's what it was all about, we didn't left houses, we didn't left land, we didn't left parents, we didn't left children, we didn't left all of this stuff. 
so that we could get that stuff. Jesus looked at him and looked at the disciples and basically saying, if you're willing to die to all of that stuff, I don't let your dying be for nothing. If you're willing to give up all that stuff for me, I don't let your giving up be for nothing. So there's nobody who has left all of these things for my sake that doesn't receive these things again and more. And then heaven after that. But you got to be willing to let it go first. You got to be willing to die to it first. You got to be willing to submit to the will of God and the way of God and not pursue things but pursue him. And when you can die to the things, he will bring you right into life with the things. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. But we're trying to hold on to the things. Because for us, the things is what living is. And Jesus said, no, no, life is in me. And if you got life in me, then I'll give you things. But don't pursue the things. Pursue me. Pursue me. Come in my direction. Push after me. See what it is that I want for you. And when you're willing to die, then I will open up to you the things that I have for you. Because you will die to live. Got to be there, got to be there, got to let that thing happen, got to let that work in me. Jesus said in John 10, said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Verse 17 says, therefore doth the Father love me, because I lay down my life. I'm willing to die so I connect with God's pleasure in my direction. And, and when God loves me and when God is, is, is uh, looking in my direction pleasurably, then all this other stuff he's going to handle. But because I'm willing to die, he will bring me into this space and place of life. He, said, uh, he says, uh, therefore does the Father love me because I lay down my life. Then, then he says this, that I may take it up again. See, for a lot of us, the way that we got into this life with God is God backed us into a corner and we didn't have no other. I'm sick, I'm on my dying bed. God, if you save me, I'll, I'll lift you the rest of my life. God, you know, we didn't got to a hard place and we cried out for God. That's why that was our dying. So although it was our choice, it wasn't really. The choice is you got options, and they're both viable. My only choice is that I choose you or I die. <laughs> you know what I'm going to choose? I'm choosing you. Was that really your choice? Jesus says, I laid down, my choice was. Now, I could have lived, I could have called 10,000 angels to come to my rescue. I could have had the host of heaven deliver me from this situation, but I laid down my life. My choice was to die so that I could fulfill your will and your purpose. Jesus said, the Father loved me because I laid down. My choice was to die. He didn't back me into no corner. My choice was to die. And for a lot of us, we got back into a corner, and that's why we serve him. 
So we really haven't learned how to die for him because we was in our own minds. My mama and them made me come to church. That's why I'm here. Every Sunday, they got me up. They got, they made me. So your serving, your being in church, your being nice, your being wasn't because you had a real choice. But the thing was that when I got options, and I choose him. When I got choices, viable choices. No, it ain't like oatmeal and a steak. <laughs> Which one, how many of y'all gonna choose oatmeal? <laughs> Not unless you really love oatmeal. No, 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 no. But when I've got options, and to choose him means so I die to these. Jesus says the father loved me because I chose him over all of these. And because I do that, the father has loved me. And because I laid out my life for him that way, he's going to enable me to take it up again. So we want, we want God's blessings, we want the, the benefits of God and all that, but we're not really, really we, we ain't really willing to die, no. No, 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 I got some other things I want to do, I got some other places I want to go. I used to tell the Lord when I was younger, when I was talking to God before I got saved, I said, Lord, I'm gonna, you know, when I get saved, I'm going to really serve you, but I ain't planning on doing it right now. Mm -mm. Come back around a little later, we'll talk again. <laughs> But when I made him my choice, then he began to manifest in my life. And I began to experience what life is all about. Now, life is not without, see, because we think about life as being, you know, footless, carefree. I got everything that I want, no problems at all because I can handle every situation. Jesus told the disciples when he's talking to them, when you, when you choose me, you're going to have houses and, 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 and family and all this, but with persecution. We're not exempt from trouble because trouble is a part of life. Who lives life without trouble? When the Lord saves you, he doesn't take you out of life. You're going to experience what everybody else experienced. That there's no temptation taking you but such as common to man. But for those of us who believe in him, but, but God is faithful. Who, not, who would not allow you to be tested above that that you're able, but with the temptation will make a way of escape. So you can handle it. So he does not pull you from life in the sense that you don't experience some of the stuff that goes on in life. No, no, you don't get no exempt card. That don't happen. If you're going to live, you're going to experience life. With all of its ups and downs. But he says, if you choose me in the midst of all of this, I'm going to make sure that as you're living... You're going to be living because you're connected with my will. You're connected with my purpose. And I connect you with those things that give your life life. See, we've been thinking about it being all of these things and having all of this. But there is some, some person swinging, sitting on a porch down south somewhere on a cool breeze and going back and forth. And that's all they're doing all day long. And you say, man, they ain't it. Man, I don't. And they're having the time of their life.
They're experiencing fulfillment. They're experiencing contentment. They're experiencing the peace of God. And you run around doing 12 different things and you're running crazy in your head. And you saying they ain't even living. I beg to differ. You're the one that's not living because you haven't tapped into what you need to be. But Jesus says, and Jesus, Jesus talked with us, said, the Father loves me because I'm willing to die to other things so that I can live with him. And if he allows me to, if, he, if I die to this, he will cause me to raise up in life. And that's where that real life really comes from. Jesus uh, struggled at the cross, as I said, uh, coming to the cross, and, and uh, because of all he knew that he would deal with. But in, in 1 John it says, but he came for this purpose, for this purpose the Son of God, to destroy the works of the enemy, and it was happened on the cross. This is what he was created for, and this is what his life has purpose for. And because he had gone through that, now he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, uh, that, that place of prestige, right next to God, right next to the Father. And he's praying for us, help them to learn how to die. So they can experience the life that I have for them. Don't let them get caught up in stuff where it, 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 it's, it's all they think about is getting this and getting that. Let them get you. And when you come, you bring all of that stuff with you. God wants to bless us. He wants to enrich our lives. He wants to do those things that he would have for us to do. But we got to die to our own self and our own will and our own pursuit to find out what his will is and follow after that. Because that's where our life is. Jesus says, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? If I'm going to live, then I got to die. I got to die. I've got to say yes to him. I've got to submit to him. I've got to uh, uh, turn from my way and seek his way. I've got to prioritize him. And when I do that, he will cause me to find life, to find purpose, to find meaning, to find that fulfillment so that whatever I engage in, whatever I'm doing, wherever I am in life, because I'm in his will, I've got everything that I need. Don't be afraid to let go of stuff. I can't get no more until I let go of some stuff. Y'all closets is already full. You ain't got no room to put nothing else. You done got the closet. You done went and bought a separate closet. Him too. <laughs> Don't get caught up in the stuff. Let it go, let it go, let it go. I've come to find out that the things that I'm willing to let go of is what God sends us more of. When I can cast it out, die to that, Release my hands from it. He brings it back again. 
but with life. There's some things that you got, and there's some things that got you. And for a lot of us, the, th- the stuff got you. So when I learn how to die, that he changes my mind about it. So that when he sends it back again, it ain't going to get me no more. Because I know that this is really not life. My life is in him. Jesus came, hung, bled, and died. Entered into greater life. But it only happened because he was willing to die. Not that God made him die. Scripture lets us know, and then we read it in John, he said, no man takes it from me, but I lay it down. God ain't, 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 he ain't trying to take the stuff from you. He ain't trying to come in your house and force you. And put, no, no, he's going to wait till you offer it to him. I'll close with this. The story about a uh, guy who had a little girl, precious daughter and stuff like that, and he was... Uh, she liked things and, and, and things of that nature. And he, he took her to a store. And he, she saw some pearls, what she thought was pearl necklace around. And she said, Oh, daddy, can I have it? And nah, nah, you don't, nah, you don't really need that. No, no, I want it, I want it, I want it. And, and, and one of her grandparents got it for her. And she wore it every day, every day, these little fake little pearls and stuff like that because she enjoyed having it. Ooh, went to bed with it on. And one night he came into the room where she was and she said, he said, do you love me? She said, Daddy, yeah, you know I love you. You know I love you. He said, well, can I have your necklace? Will you give it to me? She said, I'll give you my bear. <laughs> I can't give you my necklace. I'll give you this toy. He said, no, that's okay, that's okay. A couple nights later he came back again. He said, do you love me? She said, yes, daddy. Yes, can I have the necklace? No, 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 daddy. That's, no, 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 no. He said, okay. Put her to bed, kissed her, so. Came back a few nights later, when he came to the room, she was sitting on the bed with tears running down her eyes. And he looked at her and said, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she stuck out her hand and handed him the necklace. He took the necklace that she had and he reached out in his pocket and pulled out a string of pearls that he had bought for her, real genuine pearls. That he had been holding, waiting for her because hers was only costume jewelry that he had purchased for her. But he had to be, to know that she was willing to give that up with no thought of getting anything else, then he could release to her the real thing. And he handed her the string of real pearl necklaces, necklace, and he put it around her neck, and he said, I did this because I loved you, but I needed you to be willing to give up that that you had. Hmm. How many times have you been in your room? 
many times has he come to your door? So can I have that? Will you give it to me? <laughs> I'll give you my shoes. I'll even give you an offering. How many of us pay? No, it's okay. I'm sorry. Because some of us was paying God off, really, for real. We paying him off. We paying him off. Or we trying to pay him off. But what he really wants is that that really connects to life for you. And he said, can I have it? Will you give it? Will you give it? Will you give it? And when we get to the space and place that we can give it to God, he'll give us back life. And that that causes us to have life abundantly. If I die, then I can live. Let's pray. God in heaven, we just thank you today for what you've given us to share out of your word. We pray that your word has fallen on good ground, on good ground, not just for those who are sitting in the audience, but for he who holds the microphone also. You bring us to spaces and places where because of your plan for us, you know your real desire and purpose. But because we are connected with this thing that we call living, we're bound and we're trapped by it. We don't have it, it has us. And you come to our bedside, you come to our room, you come to our apartment, you come to our door. And you say, can I have it? Will you give it to me? We've got a whole bunch of excuses reasons. Lord, if you take that, then I ain't going to have nothing. I ain't going to live. You just don't want me to live. Now he wants you to have life. And it's connected to releasing that to him. So today, God, we ask you in the midst of all that's going on in this, Christ, in this it's resurrection Easter season, or we celebrate your resurrection, but before your resurrection to life, you had your dying. So help us to die that we might live. So your glory can be revealed in our lives. Those of us who may be struggling, God, help us to see that real life is in you. So that we can let go and gain life abundantly. We bless you and we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to live and that life is in you. We thank you for your plan for each of our lives, God, and as we seek to connect with it, as we say yes to you, we will experience life and that more abundantly. And that that we die to, that that we lay down, that that we give up for you, you will so fix us that you can give back to us. We'll experience it in a greater and a more beneficial way. You're an awesome God, working us both the will and to do of your good pleasure so that we can experience the life that you have for us as we walk out our purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. If you die, then you can live and really experience full life in God. For you in Facebook land, thank you for joining us on today. We pray that you've received something that will help you make the choice to say yes to him. He's God. He wants to do great things in your life. You were created for a purpose. He knows what that is. Connect with him. He'll help you get there. 
So if you have not received Jesus as your Savior on today, we pray that you would really open up your heart and mind to it so that you can fulfill the reason for which God gave you life and breath. Say yes to him. He'll do great things. If you want to do that right now, it's simple. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today asking you to connect me with life. I realize that you've made me for a purpose. And today, I want to connect with that by connecting with you. So come now, wash away my sins, purge me and cleanse me, and then seal me into your body by your spirit so that I can walk out the balance of my days fulfilling your purpose for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And as I said, that gets you into the door. That gets you into the door. It's like going to school. You can go through the doors, and you can say, technically, I'm in school. But if you don't go to class, you ain't been to school. So now that you're in the door, go to class. Find a church. Find a place where you're learning about God so that you can fulfill his purpose for your life. And it'll be greater as you go forward. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you on the next time. God bless.